0: Welcome to the Basilea Hollywood Podcast, a community of friends committed to the message and practice of Jesus and his kingdom. So Holy Spirit, come. Thank you for our dear friend, Suze. And thank you for what you've been stirring up inside of her to share. And we just ask, God, that you will stir it all the way up and give her the clarity of mind and the clarity of heart to share what it is that you want us to hear. And we want to do what we see you doing, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks. Amen. Oh, it's the LA Marathon. It's Valentine's Day. It's, what else is it today? I'm teaching? So exciting. Um, you guys, I really love you guys. As the room fills up and everyone kind of comes in late because of the marathon, right? Um, I'm just, oh, I just, I love this group of people. It really feels like family, and um, yeah, super stoked to be part of this community. So today we are continuing our journey through Matthew, um, and we're in Matthew 15, verse 21 through 28, and we're gonna learn about a fierce mother who, just fierce mother, I thought I were going to, (laughs) yeah. A fierce mother um, who invites the kingdom to break in to her reality before its time. And um, I'm excited to share that with you. But before I jump right into that, I wanted to just take two minutes um, to share why um, we teach as a team at Basilea. I think sometimes it's confusing for people when they like kind of pop in and out, and there's a different person up here every time. Um, so I just I wanted to share kind of from our like leadership heart what what we're doing, why we're doing it this way, why it's intentional, and and why we feel it's super valuable. So um, first, we really value trusted and trusted. In my notes right here is like all in capital letters, trusted voices. Um, from the entire kind of community to speak in to community. And um, it invites just a lot more perspective. And, like, that's different than you're used to probably, maybe, but we're, like, intentionally building that way. And we're building that way because we expect that Chris and Linnea and Troy and I possibly and Brady um, Who am I missing? Bill's the best too. Bill. um, We expect to give them away and this is like training ground for them. Like we are kingdom focused and we believe they are learning how to be kingdom communicators and uh, Jesus is gonna send them out to different spheres of influences. So this like, it's important. It's like the important work that we're doing, and and I understand that sometimes that feels like things don't feel cohesive or um, meaty enough. But we're working, like we're working on making things more cohesive in our like strategy. But like the teaching team is super important to us. We're not going to lose that. Um, and then the last thing is kind of what Brady's slide said is the, the meat is in the street and that is a John, a John Wimberism and what he's, we, what he's saying is the meat of the gospel, you probably already know it and you need to go out and do it to feel satisfied um, We're, like, as a church, as a body, really trying to, like, get to that radical middle where there's good teaching and a love for the Holy Spirit. But also, like, what do we do with what we're going to learn every week? And I think we get caught up in wanting our minds to be blown by, like, amazing teaching every week. And you know what, guys? Like, that's at your fingertips like N.T. to right you can you can in, who's come on tell me a few of your favorite preachers you listen to to supplement Basilea <laughs> <laughs> who are they Tim Keller Richard Rohr, Richard Rohr The Galaxy Quest Raccoon I don't know it's good it's good so there's like if the only time you want to study the Bible is for somebody to give it to you for 30 minutes on Sunday morning, I think your like hunger is a little misplaced. Uh-oh, I just said that. So, the meat is in the street, and we're going to actually talk about that today, because Jesus is all about the street. He's under the sun and stars all the time, preaching and teaching and healing and giving people life. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to read Matthew 15, 21 through 28. I'm reading from an amplified version, which just has like a few extra understandings of what the text could mean. <clears throat> I'm going to read from here. No, I'm going to read it from my notes. So it's just a little different because that's what I practiced on. Um, after leaving there, Jesus withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from the district came out and began to cry out urgently, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, Son of David. My daughter is cruelly possessed by a demon. But he did not say a word in answer to her. And his disciples came and asked him repeatedly, send her away because she keeps shouting out after us. And he answered, I was commissioned by God and sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. But she began to kneel down on the ground saying, Lord, help me. And he replied, it is not good or appropriate or fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the pet dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, but even the pet dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And then Jesus answered her and said, woman, your faith, faith is a personal trust and confidence in my power. is great. It will be done as you wish. And her daughter was healed at that moment. This is like a little bit of a confusing story. It's like I've read this my whole life and like just wanted to skip over it because that's like not the Jesus I know. I'm just like, what does this mean? I gotta, I gotta figure out more. What is he saying? So <clears throat> let's start let's start at the beginning. It says after leaving there. last week, Bill, talked about um, a conversation or confrontation that Jesus um, is having with the Pharisees. So he's just had this confrontation, conversation with the Pharisees, and the, f- the person he meets next in Scripture is this, this Canaanite woman. And in that confrontation, um, they were mad at Jesus because he wasn't washing his hands before he was eating with his disciples. And Jesus is always concerned about the condition of people's hearts, and he says, it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles a person, but it's what comes out of the mouth which defiles a person, um, and he asked the question, Bill asked this question, what do our words and deeds say about our heart, and so Jesus leaves this confrontation with the religious leaders who are growing more and more and more frustrated with him, and um, because he's not conforming to the law as the way he prescribed it. They prescribe it, that's right. Um, and he runs into this woman and her words and actions are kind of what he's, what he's been longing for. Um, the condition of her heart is, is right. <clears throat> so the distinction of her being a Canaanite woman is like really important for us to understand. Um, the Israelites, are God's chosen people. God gave the Israelites in the Old Testament the land of Cana, the promised land. So he took the land away and gave it to the Israelite people. So there's like animosity runs super deep. This is a turf war. Like And like a modern day example is still Palestine and Israel. So I have a picture of like. Palestine, um, this land over the last 70 years, 80 years, just kind of the what has happened in terms of like ownership of land. And so in the present day, there is so much sh- just strife and war over this land. Can you show a couple pictures that I have up, Bill? I mean, we see this in the news. Let um, you show the next one? So this is like the... This is the relationship. It's like bludgeon and crips. This is the relationship between the Canaanite woman and Jesus' people. So it's really angsty. Um, and when she's, she's approaching him from afar loudly and I'm sure the disciples are like what the heck who does this like who does this woman who does this woman think she is like how can this woman per- like approach our guy you know <clears throat> and um, the first response of Jesus is silence he's just like watching this play out seeing what she's gonna do? How bad? How bad she wants this? And she keeps approaching loudly and urgently for the sake of her daughter's daughter. And um, it's it's interesting because she knows who Jesus is. She calls him Messiah, Son of David. Like she already understands his identity, who he is. Um. And the disciples finally say, can you, can you just please send her away? She's just bugging us. They don't say, heal her and send her away quickly, because she doesn't deserve that. They just say, just send her away, Lord. And so in verse 24, he establishes his identity. He says, I was commissioned by God and sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Um his purpose, what God told him to do first and foremost is to save his people. God's plan to save his people is coming to pass in Jesus. So verse 25 um, verse 25 is what really drew me to this passage. But she came and began to kneel down before him saying, Lord, help me. And I just so she heard a no, she heard no, and it's like her mother's heart didn't hear a no. And so the person that just said no, she gets down on the ground. Have you, I mean, in your life, can you imagine, do you know a time when you have got down on the ground because you wanted something from somebody so bad? I, I, I don't know a time in my life where I've physically prostrated myself in front of a person asking for something. Um, There's actually a picture of that, Bill. Will you put it up? There's that one. Um, And then there's one, like, it's kind of by the uh, ocean. Is that one in there? Yeah. So Jesus is intrigued. Who's this woman that keeps going after me that just is not hearing no from me? It's like a beautiful picture of a mother's heart. Hmm. And um, recently, many of you know, Troy and I have had uh, such a hard time as parents. Um, We, about 13 weeks ago, lost our son who was was seven months pregnant and we lost him and in that time i would do anything like a mother's heart like knowing like what she's going through you just you just do anything for your kids if your heart is functioning right if you know jesus a mother's heart does anything for her kids and um we walked a really hard journey for a few months, and um, the doctors told us right away, like you should probably terminate this pregnancy. And our response was, "Do whatever you can to save him. Like what? Like full court press. Whatever we need to do to like have this baby, we're going to do it, no matter what the issues are. And um, and he passed away anyway. And I, I don't, I'm still struggling with like the why in that, but what I'm not struggling with, what I feel like I can raise my head super high about, are, like we feel m- just really confident in the, we're gonna do anything we can for our son. And like, I don't, I look back with like no regret and i think this woman is the same she's going to do anything she can for the wholeness of her child um just another brief story from when i was in the hospital the nurses were telling me this crazy story of this woman whose water broke like at, like 10 weeks early or something like that and she was having twins and the umbilical cord was coming out And so she laid in the hospital for 10 weeks upside down, basically. Isn't that like we just, we just, and she had her babies and they're healthy and just like mothers do what they need to do for their kids. So it's just like desperation. So Jesus replies to her in verse 26. He says, It is not good or appropriate or fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the pet dogs. I think this is a really hard, like, thing for us to understand. And this is the response the disciples are waiting for the whole time. They're probably like giant smiles on their face, like, finally, God, finally, Jesus, we've been waiting for you to, to like, say it like it is. So Jesus just, like, calls out the elephant in the room. He's pointing out that she's, a, she's not a Jew, she's a Gentile. I'm just going to read this quote. In the context of this story, Jews in Jesus' day sometimes referred to Gentiles as dogs. Non-Jews were considered so unspiritual that even being in their presence could make a person ceremonially unclean. Much of Jesus' ministry, however, involved turning expectations and prejudices on its head. So I think Jesus is leveling with her as a, like, as a father, what the father is doing. Like she's coming to him as a, she is coming to him as a mother. And Jesus is coming back with the response of a father. But but what I have to give, I have to give my children first. I think he's testing her resolve a little bit. And his character, Jesus' character through all of scripture, is that of love and acceptance. And this woman, she doesn't miss a beat. Some, some translations say she responds quickly, yes, Lord, but even the pet dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their young master's table. She's on her face, saying this to God, humbling herself so low, and then he lifts her up. Her identity as a mother on a mission isn't deterred by Jesus's harsh word. And she's super hungry for the healing Jesus has for her daughter. And she just doesn't care what anybody calls her. She doesn't care that somebody's called her a dog. I mean, I, I, I feel that way. Like when Alden, our son that passed away, had kidney issues and like my first thought is how do I get him on the transplant list already? Like we wanna skip ahead in line. It's, it's what the heart of a mother does. Um, A couple weeks ago, we were um, not here. We were at Empowered in Long Beach at the garden, which was super cool. And Robbie Dawkins, who is the (coughs) teacher, told this story. Um, He does missions trips in um, Iran. He has partnerships there. And he told us this story about taking some of his friends from Iran on a mission trip to Bolivia. And they did some ministering on the street. And at the end of the night, they were in the back seat crying. And he was like, oh, I think they must be crying because of the freedom they have in just being able to, like, talk about Jesus on the street. So he asked them about it, and they were like, no, we're crying for the Western world. He was like, why? Why are you crying for the Western world? And they said... um. Because you have such little faith. And um, they asked, in America, what, what are you afraid of in sharing the gospel? Are you afraid of death? He said, no. Are you afraid of being harmed in any way? And he said, no. Are you afraid of being imprisoned? And they said, no. And he said, you know what? What we're really afraid of is it being laughed at. And this mother, this Canaanite mother, is not afraid of being laughed at. And you have to remember, this is like, I think, a super important part of the story. Jesus is showing his disciples something here, but also the juxtaposition of the Pharisee's heart, the teacher of the law that he just came from, and this Canaanite woman is super intentional. It's like the Pharisees get the whole loaf. They're God's chosen people, but they've chosen to throw it on the floor. They, like, they're not getting it. And she is so desperate for just the crumbs. And this faith moves Jesus into action and the kingdom breaks in before it's time, she skips ahead in line. She gets what she needs. And he says, Jesus says to her, woman, your faith, your personal trust and confidence in my power is great. It will be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at that moment. The crumbs of the kingdom spill over and the upside-down kingdom, just it just can't be contained. And this is a foreshadowing of what's to come. This is Jesus showing disciples, like, this is what's next. Like, you better get right. You better understand that this Canaanite woman, she's going to be your, your sister soon. So today for ministry time, we're going to take communion. Obviously not this piece of bread I throw. on we're gonna take communion together and during during the last supper and Jesus gives thanks for bread the bread his body and he says to his disciples this is my body broken for you and he died on the cross and three days later he he's raised from the dead And he spends some time with his disciples. And just before he's taken back up to heaven, he tells the disciples to expand their missions, their mission to all nations, to this Canaanite woman and to you and me. And he invites us to partake in the whole loaf, not just the crumbs. We get to partake in the whole loaf, not just the crumbs. So what I'd like to do is, if you don't know Jesus, altar calls aren't that common at Basilea, but if you actually don't know Jesus, I want to pray for you today. Um, and can I, can, can the band come up? Who's who's a little bandy? Jaws, or yeah, could we just get some um, light, lovely music playing in the background? I'm going to do a few things during ministry time. I'm I'm going to pray for people who want to know Jesus. We're going to take communion together, and I'm going to have the elders, Eric and Aaron, if you could come up here, and Bill and Danae, if you would come here. Um, And Brady, do you mind being at that station? Is that cool? And so I want you guys to reflect on a few, a few things um, for like an application of thoughts, thoughts today, um, reflections. Um, Where's your hunger placed and where can you risk? The Canaanite woman is so hungry for the healing of Jesus for her daughter that she doesn't care what anyone calls her and she's not afraid of being laughed at. John Wimber who said the meat is in the street also said, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And I I think there is a correlation between our hunger, like our hunger and spiritual anemia, and our unwillingness to take risks for the kingdom. So there's a correlation between what we're hungry for and how anemic we are sometimes. I'm not saying everybody in this room, like me included, and our willingness to take risks for Jesus. Um, And Jesus gave us this mission He said, As you go, proclaim the message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you've received, now freely give. Freely you've received, now freely give. So our sweet elders at Basilea, Bill and Danae and Eric and Aaron and Brady will be back there, are going to hand you communion today. They're going to look in your eyes and say, this is the body of Christ broken for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Um, Jesus, like, wants, wants us, wants us to partake in that whole loaf, not the crumbs. And so, um, yeah, I would encourage you guys. We're going out on Thursday night. If you don't have anything to do, come, come. If you have something to do too, you can come. But if traffic is the only thing that's deterring you, don't let that deter you. Like, come. So um, where's your hunger place? Where can you risk? God, thank you that you go after us. Thank you that you are a good parent and you want good things for us. And thank you that you were moved by this woman enough, this Canaanite mother, to let the kingdom spill over into her life and that we get the same. There's power in your blood, Jesus. There's power in your body. We just ask for... um, to come to shape us